Welcome to the Good You Can Do podcast, where we share tips and strategies to help you reduce waste, live a healthier life, and protect the planet for future generations. My name is Andrew Duncan, and you can find out more about this project at our website, goodyoucando.com. This is the audio version of an article I wrote called Let's Change Our Relationship with Rubbish. You can find the written version uh, in the show notes of this episode. And uh, I encourage you, if it resonates with you, to share it uh, so we can get this message out to as many people as possible. But without further ado, let's get into it. When you stop to think about it, throwing away rubbish is one of the cheapest things you can do in this life. Consider your typical Wellington City Council yellow rubbish bag. I can fill it to the absolute brim with the foulest, stinking rubbish you can imagine. Dump it on the footpath outside my back gate and someone will swing by like clockwork at the same time every week and take it away. All at the measly cost of $2.75. That's at the time of recording, of course. I can't buy a large fries at McDonald's for $2.75. I certainly can't buy a beer at our local pub for $2.75. But I can dump an entire week's worth of rubbish generated by four people and a dog, plus guests. When my rubbish gets taken away, they take it and dump it in a big, beautiful green valley out the back of Brooklyn in Wellington. We literally dump it in New Zealand bushland. Now imagine how poorly you would look at me if we went for a bushwalk together, but ten minutes in, I stopped and emptied out a sack of rubbish and a little dip somewhere. You would be horrified. Yet, that is essentially what we all do right now. I can't even park my car in the city for 30 minutes for $2.75. Yet for that same price, I can throw away a bag of rubbish that takes up more space than my entire body. Just because we call it a landfill, doesn't make it okay. It's not some radioactive wasteland that used to be a nuclear power plant. It's just a normal, bushy, tree-filled Wellington Valley. If it wasn't a landfill, that valley in Brooklyn might be just as beautiful as Seton Ossida Park and Paparangi where I take my dog walking, or Percy's Reserve in Lower Hutt where my friend recently proposed to his fiance. It could be a new housing subdivision potentially, helping to alleviate the housing crisis. So why do we allow this to happen? Why why has this become okay? You know, I realise it's a question of incentives. As all cities do, we need a functioning waste management system, and we need to make it easy for citizens to dispose of waste. Otherwise, you would simply have public dumping and trash line motorways. If people couldn't afford to get rid of their waste, they'd just go dump it somewhere. The problem we have now, uh, in my opinion, is that I believe the, the pendulum has swung too far. We seem to have lost sight of what it means to throw things away. Our rubbish doesn't disappear miraculously or get crushed into nothingness. The truck that picks up your yellow bag or your red top bin takes it to the top of a hill and tips it over the edge of a cliff. The rubbish you sent to landfill last week, last year, five years ago, ten years ago, it's all still sitting there. Every yogurt puddle you and I have ever opened, every bag of chips we've ever eaten, Every bit of glab wrap we have ever used. Where there once was a valley, there is now just a massive pile of plastic that will outlast us all. So, what's the solution? 
I believe it's twofold. It comes down to personal responsibility and policy change. We need to think about the end result of our consumption. We won't run out of space in the landfill anytime soon. For many lifetimes to come, there will be a place we can find that's far enough away from everything else that we can dump rubbish to our heart's content, then shovel dirt over it like everything's okay. This is more about looking in the mirror and thinking about how we want to interact with this land we call our home. Would you drive down the road and chuck a coffee cup out the window if a sign said, Designated Crap Dumping Area? More than likely, you would be horrified by the sight of a million takeaway coffee cups piled up on the side of the road. But that's essentially what a landfill is. It's just that you can't see it from the road. We set it up that way on purpose, so we don't have to think about the consequences of our actions. When it comes to landfills, just because you can't see it, doesn't mean it's not there. So what do we do instead? Well, we can't just burn the rubbish. Surely that would cause far more pollution. And as a society, we are always going to produce rubbish, at least for the foreseeable future. So that leads us to part one, personal responsibility. We can all start by composting our own organic waste. According to Wellington City Council, over half of the rubbish collected in yellow bags is organic waste that could be composted. And I imagine this is quite similar for other principalities as well. Now you might think, if it's organic, why does it matter? Won't it just decompose in the landfill? Sadly not. When organic waste is left to decompose without air, it produces methane, an extremely harmful gas estimated to be up to 80 times more powerful than carbon dioxide. In other words, super bad for the planet. Composting, on the other hand, is the practice of mixing organic waste with other inputs like lawn clippings and fallen leaves to let it decompose naturally, creating far less methane. Once it has broken down, which takes a few months, you can use the resulting compost to grow your own fruit and vegetables. Welcome, my friends, to the circle of life. Now, anyone with a small outdoor area can use a compost bin. And if you live in an apartment, there are indoor methods available too. And I'll put links to these in the show notes. On top of this, we need to support and encourage more compost collection organisations, like KaiCycle, who are collecting organic waste from all over Newtown and Wellington City every week using electric bikes, and just manual bikes as well. If you work in an office environment, please encourage your employer to install an organic waste system. The collection service is not only affordable, but it can often save your company or your landlord money by diverting waste away from general rubbish bins. Now, in the Wellington area, there are currently two companies that provide commercial organic waste collection services, which are EnviroWaste and Organic Waste Management. Uh, but if you live in a different area, have a look through Google, see what you can find. And you, you want to search for com commercial organic waste collection. Another option you could look at would be a service like Y-Waste, which is now available through large parts of New Zealand. Um, they rent out worm farms, which work really well in a, in a commercial environment where if you have a team of people, all your organic waste can be uh, naturally decomposed of on site. Another personal tip, you can also reduce your waste by buying in bulk, shopping online at stores like The Source, which I'll link to in the show notes, and avoiding where possible food that comes in single-use plastic packaging. For more ideas, you can check out a podcast we did a few months ago on how to reduce your plastic waste, which I can link to in the show notes, or if you go through our podcast feed, you'll be able to find.
Plus, I'll also link to some incredible zero-waste shopping guides um, provided by Liam and Hannah from the Rubbish Trip team. Uh, So I'll put a link to their website in the show notes too. Now, step number two is policy change. Uh, As with many big issues, the answer lies with changing incentives. Companies that use single-use packaging need to be taxed for the use of that single-use packaging. Plain and simple. Currently, there is no cost to the manufacturer for using cheap packaging that can't be recycled. In fact, they are incentivized to use plastic packaging, since it is cheaper than reusable or recyclable options or compostable packaging alternatives. As an example, consider yogurt, a typical product that's available in every supermarket. Now imagine company A cares about the environment and packages their yogurt in a glass container which can be recycled. It costs that company more to do this, but this decision protects the planet and reduces waste. Company B, on the other hand, packages their yogurt in small, single-use plastic cups with throwaway plastic lids. It costs them less to do this so they can afford to sell the product for less than the company using glass, this way building their market share at the expense of our environment. The plastic cups all end up in landfill, but they don't pay the price to dispose of their packaging. Instead, you and I do. Now, company B, using the single-use plastic packaging, is rewarded with higher profits for using inferior packaging, which society, i.e. you and I, have to dispose of. So, what's the solution? If company B wants to use single-use packaging, they should have to pay for the cost of its disposal. Perhaps there could be a standard tax of $0.05 for every individual item wrapped in a piece of single-use plastic. This money could be used to plant more trees or fund clever machines like the one at our southern landfill which turns some of the methane generated by rotting landfill waste into power for local homes. Ah, but I hear you thinking, but wouldn't the cost just be passed on to the consumer? Cheaper products would just become more expensive. And this may be true, but over time what happens is that companies adapt and move to more environmentally friendly alternatives like glass or cardboard packaging, which can be recycled or composted, or compostable packaging made from plant fibres. This superior packaging becomes cheaper because more companies are using it, driving the cost down once production ramps up. Some companies, like uh, there's one called The Cool Gardener, uh, which provides a lot of Uh, frozen foods inside cardboard boxes are already choosing to do the right thing by packaging their frozen plant-based patties and rosties in a cardboard box with, for the most part, no interior plastic packaging. Keep in mind the burden of disposal falls somewhere. Right now, it's the environment that bears the brunt of our addiction to single-use plastic. The companies that produce this material pay nothing towards its disposal. And to me, that just doesn't seem fair. In conclusion... As freshwater ecologist and climate scientist Mike Joy so eloquently says in his recent article on green growth, and I quote, Our only future is one where we consume less, do less, waste less, and stop our obsession with accumulating. So let's all do our part by consuming only what we need, buying secondhand when we can, avoiding single-use packaging wherever possible, especially when buying food by composting our own organic waste and thereby reducing our household rubbish by up to a half and by supporting companies that are making a difference by using less packaging. 
please don't wait for the government to solve this issue. You can be the change you want to see in the world. Starting today. You only vote once every three years, but your rubbish gets collected every week. <laughs>